Welcome to Fumble It Around, your host, Steiner, Tom Steinman. Uh, today, I brought, I'm bringing back uh, one and only from 78%, uh, Eric Patnelmick. Welcome. Hello. Hello. Happy Cinco de Mayo. Happy Cinco de Mayo. I didn't even realize that. <laughs> nice. Andale, andale. Yep. <laughs> Get going. Uh, Vamado. <laughs> I learned a little bit from this La Rosa. Donde está el baño? Lourdes Matez Becules. Juves Vanes Sabado. Domingo. I can't believe you remember Domingo. that. Domingo. <laughs> I know my days of the week in Spanish. <laughs> she doesn't like repeat that like we were like in the army or something like that. Yeah. Like, little soldiers. Yeah. But no, I learned my days of the week in Spanish. No chicle in la boca. <laughs> what is that? No gum in your mouth. No you gum in your mouth. Spit your gum out. Yeah. She was no nonsense yeah. about gum. Yeah. Uh, she's still there. Is Did she? You know that? Yeah. Wow. Uh, I think this might be her last year. I sent her an email thanking her for her duty and uh, teaching me Spanish. Good for her. Yeah. Uh, been at it for a long time. Uh, she's a teacher that always lost her voice. So how can you teach? So what they did is they put a microphone and literally surround sound in her room so yep. we could hear. <laughs> yeah, because she had like, I don't know if it was like laryngitis or something, something like, like that. that. But yeah. yeah, some type of health issue where she had a hard time <clears throat> speaking, um, but still wanted to teach and they, they accommodated her and she still did a great job. I still learned my days of the week. Yeah. I know my months of the year. Ah, I, I don't know if I know those anymore. <laughs> I could name like half of them. Yeah. <laughs> it's been a while. <clears throat> um, but speaking of like, so I'm a, I'm a high school teacher. I coach baseball. And I've been teaching for about eight years. I've been working with youth basically my whole life, coaching, refing. Um, my mom ran a daycare. And I, I hate, I, I don't know if I'm getting old or if I'm just seeing things for what they are, but these kids are wrapped up in so much social media. I'm sure our generation, they thought it was the TV and like video games. And that's just accelerated, I think, to this new generation uh, with all the Instagram. Um, if you want to like, if you want to be an Instagram model or have your own, like just own thing going on, everybody's about me. Yeah, it's they about really are. me. I mean, I guess we both have our own podcast, so we're in part of that. <laughs> but everything's about me and not about like us. And when it doesn't go my way, I'm gonna I'm gonna pout. I'm gonna cry instead of just get tough and get better. And it's killing me. You sound like the Golden State Warriors-Houston Rockets matchup. Both teams just complaining constantly to the officials. Just shut up and play. Yeah. Make your threes. It's not the refs that are losing the game. You're losing the game. Even though I am a little <laughs> – NBA refs do – I'm a little weary. I don't know if we talked about it before, but I'm a little weary of NBA refs and yeah. how they're able to manipulate a game and stuff like that. But I agree. Play your, just play your game. It's the coach's job to complain and get in the refs' ear or the ump's ear uh, about a call. First of all, we have humans involved, so they're gonna be there's gonna be mistakes. Yeah. Right. Uh, we had a doubleheader yesterday, and the ump was calling a pitch probably outside the zone, low and away. Well, he's been calling it the whole game. Make an adjustment. Don't sit there, make a face, pout, shake your head, do something about it. I agree. I'm I'm so glad we li we lived in a different generation, like without Facebook, without Twitter, without yeah. Snapchat. Because that's all anybody ever cares about. It's not about the team. It's about me. It's about my stats, how I look. Do I look cool? Like, I never cared about how I looked. Uh, I, I just was that type of player. It's all fake. Like, the, peop the lives people live on Facebook is not what they live in real life. Yeah. Like, it's all fake. All of it. Like, all these kids I see on Snapchat and stuff, just like, there's... <clears throat> nobody cares. Yeah. And it's, it's a funny thing. is like, they, they don't get that they don't really care about anybody else. Why do they think anybody cares about what, like, they're doing? Yeah, I mean... That's now that they have a platform, they're going to use that platform, you know, like 
we at least we didn't even have a platform to use. We had like so. MySpace. <laughs> we had MySpace, yeah. I had my top eight. I was able to show people like what song I was into at that time that represented my feelings. Yeah, for sure. But uh, yeah, it, it's they're born with it now. It's over consuming. I don't want to sound like an old fart, but we need to get back to like to a community and getting kids off. Like parents need to be involved first of all, and parents are just as bad as some of their kids. Um, I get it. It's an addiction. Like, it's so easy to go on Facebook, and next thing you know, you spend an hour, and you're like, what did I even just do? What did I even look at? Yeah. It's really sad to me, because I know plenty of people that just sit there and and talk on Facebook all day. Yes. Like, I look at the comment threads, and there's over 100 comments on on the thread. Like, what are you doing with your life? Have you ever ever done that? Got into, like... I've never done that. I refuse to do that. That's good for you. Yeah. I've gotten into a couple of, like, heated arguments, like, on Facebook. It got emotionally evolved, and it's like, oh, my God. What are you doing? It's so stupid. Yeah. Just go into your actual real community and meet. Because, first of all, people act totally different online. Oh, yeah, for sure. they do in person. You think somebody's going to talk shit to me to my face? No. (laughs) They're going to do it. On Facebook. Yeah, you're or, a pretty big guy. Yeah, I mean, most people are like, how tall are you? 6'3", 235. And what do you bench? Or what bench you? 315, yeah. squat 415. <laughs> Nobody's going to say shit to my face. <laughs> how did you do that? Was that was that through being soft and like whining that you weren't as strong as the other guys? And it just came about? Well, yeah, I was tired of being a piece of trash and could, couldn't walk up the stairs without getting out of breath. So I right. started working out. <laughs> you started, but, like, pushing yourself and seeing what you were made of. Exactly, yeah. And I think that's part of this generation. And I was a sh- this is coming from what I believe is a sheltered kid. I had a mother who was very overprotective. My mom who would do anything for me, like, to get, keep me out of trouble. Like, it, it was a joke that, like, between my friends, that, like, if I would have killed somebody, like, my mom probably would have helped me bury them. She would have been like, <laughs> I can't believe you did this, got me this, but, like, but she probably would have helped me bury them at I the same I can't believe time. you did this, but where are we going to put this body? Yeah, where are we, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, no joke, probably, but would be so upset and yelling at me the whole time. <laughs> but she was the type that, like, she wants, like, it's a mama cub, baby cub type of natural instinct that want to protect their baby from any harm. Yeah. So I get it. But shelter over sheltering kids is just not helping because it's not preparing them for the real world. Like there is suffering. I don't care what religion you believe in. There's some type of form of somebody went through suffering. That's a part of life. And if you don't learn to overcome the suffering, you you just become weaker. Absolutely. And you become addicted to things like painkillers or video games or your 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 phone. Instead of getting a purpose in life and seeing what you can truly contribute to your community. Yeah. I. It really sucks because, like, I went out to Easter dinner uh, last week or whatever. And we went to, like, this giant, like, hall at a golf club. And uh, I, I swear to God, 70, probably 80% of the people in there were on their cell phones the entire time. Oh, yeah. Instead of spending quality Easter dinner with their family. Like right. they're just sitting there scrolling on Facebook, just yeah. mindless scrolling. Yes. If you are listening to this somewhere in public, please look up and yeah. see how many people are on their phones. I do it all the time. I work at the Renson downtown and they actually have signs posted to not walk and look at your cell phone at the same time because it's quote incredibly dangerous. So it, it's insane. Yeah. You have to have a sign for that. Like that's where we've come. We need to disconnect at some point. Like, it's good to, like, take, do some meditation or something. Like, get away from your phone. Like, if it's constantly on your mind and if you're constantly laying beside it in bed, like, that's another issue is, like, we don't sleep enough as humans anymore. Like, turn your TV off. 
get turn the lights off, get some natural sleep, get eight hours, nine hours, take yeah. care of yourself. Like kids, kids are when they're about sixteen, they're really into like getting a car, right? Really into getting a car. But if I like, and I'm like, well, what if I give you like, what if I give you whatever car you wanted, but it's the only car you could have? How would you treat it? Most I would, you know, I would take pristine care of it, right? I'd wash it, I'd get the oil change, you know, ahead of time, whatever it takes to keep. Yet somebody gave you your body, your actual one vehicle that you only get. And how do you take care of it? By putting Red Bulls into it, yeah, chips, Molly, yeah, or yeah, <laughs> even drugs and stuff like that. Uh, these processed foods. All, I'm, I, I definitely think there's going to be uh, an issue, an epidemic with like more cancers becoming more common at a younger age. Get your checkups at 30 now. I probably should get checked up. You know, like we're yeah. at that age now. Is met like I don't see it getting worse because I see the di- I, I getting better because I think growing up our diets were worse than our parents' diets. Oh, easily. So it hasn't quite hit us yet, and the kids that I'm watching now are eating even worse than what we are. Yep. And that really scares me. And with health insurance being a big issue. Like, we need to get ahead of it and start getting healthy diets, preventative stuff. It's because it's all a convenience thing. You know, it's it's much quicker and easier to go through the line at McDonald's than it is to go home and, I don't know, make yourself a chicken breast or something, you know? Like, yeah. It's just all about convenience nowadays. Yeah. It's those cheap calories, but they're not unhealthy. So, But long-term, it's a short-term gratification type of thing. We're not thinking long-term. Yep. Like, take care of your body by putting what it needs in there, drinking a lot of water, eating fruits and vegetables, eating some meat. I think some people, you got to learn about yourself. I think everybody has maybe a little bit of a different type of diet that works for them. I don't know if it's based exactly on your blood type or what type of science, but you got to get to know yourself. Spend time with yourself. Try new things out. Study it. Observe it. Write it down. Like, okay, I'm. this is what I've ate today. This is how I feel. This is my energy. But also understand things like science Like shows that like you're going to have mood swings. There's going to be some days that you're a little happier and some days you're a little bit sad. That's just natural. That's a monthly type of change. Yeah, I mean, the kids, they just, I mean, when I was that young and naive, like, I didn't care what I put in my body. And I, and I didn't either. You know? Um, I'm 18 years old. I'm, I'm invincible at 18 years old. And now at 33, I'm like, holy crap. I can't believe I did some of the stuff I did. Yeah, (laughs) no, for sure. But I I think it's our job to try to help prevent kids from making the same mistakes that we made. Sure. Um, I think that's every generation's job is to learn from our, our experiences and try to push on that knowledge to the next generation. Um, I, I don't like to blame anybody for any of my faults. Like I've had a lot of issues with foods and like being overweight and stuff, I feel like I'm addicted to foods. And I think that comes from a young age of overeating. But also my mom, again, being a cobbler, didn't want to tell me no about like certain things like food. Because she, you know, she would instead just enable me almost like, oh, pizza's not that bad for you, right? It's got like, it's got, you know, your cheese and your carbs (laughs) in it. I mean, part of it's kind of what she's been sold on is what, you know, yeah, you got to eat your dairy. I think dairy is, I'm very skeptical of dairy and how much milk we drink and what's put in our milk. Yeah. Um, I don't know. You, you don't know who to trust. Yeah, even out there. So you got to do your own research and educate yourself. Yeah, you really do. And that's the nice thing about having the internet. Literally, a cell phone in your pocket. You can always. There's always something you can Google. Like if you're ever, yeah. if you're ever questioning what you're taking into your body. Like, and agree with him or disagree with him. Like a guy, a, a student like David Hogg. You know who David Hogg is? Nope. The. 
I know you don't talk much politics, but he's the young kid, I think, from Florida that kind of was leading the charge against, like, the NRA. Oh, type of yeah. Thing. Okay. Hate him or love him. Either way, <clears throat> what he's able to do as a young kid and use social media to try to drive a point and collect people, like, there is something there. The technology's there. The opportunity's there. Now it's up to children and young people to, like, decide what they're going to use that power to do. You could... Use it to rot your brain and sit there all day and watch yeah. everybody on Instagram and on your Snapchat, clicking through their photos. Like, what are you doing? Yep. You're just wasting time. You're not actually in the moment. Yep. These moments are slipping by you. And it's just like the game in the baseball game that we had. We had a doubleheader. We won the first game. The second game, close game. We're down by two. It's in the bottom of the seventh. Uh, we're up. And since guys aren't up the bat and they might not get another at bat, they are like just sitting at the bench, not rooting on their players. You know, it's it's that me attitude. Yeah, that really sucks. I I think you've seen that transition to the pros as well. You, yeah, you hear about guys playing Fortnite during games. Yep. And it's like, what the hell? You're a professional baseball player. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you, you get know, paid millions of dollars to do this, and your team's relying on you. Yeah, it's not, it's so it's there. There's nothing about like sacrifice anymore. And I think we could, again, we can learn a lot about sacrificing ourselves and suffrage from through suffering. We can learn a lot through that and what we're made of and how we can help our community. I'm, I would even consider I'm a worldist, you know, like I believe every human, I love every human in the world. Like, I don't think our souls are any different from anybody from in Vietnam or Korea or whatever. I think there's a lot of people who get a bad name because of media and stuff like oh, that. Of course. But in every country, there's like regular people like us talking, having discussions that are good people trying to figure out life. Yeah. And we just got to, I don't know what my point was <laughs> right there. But uh, love everyone, peace, yeah, world, well, uh, world yeah. peace. Like, but <laughs> it's so, yeah, but we can love everyone, but it starts within your own country, within your own state, within that. It's your own city, your own community, and then with your own school. And then it's really what it comes down to is your individualism and within, what are you doing to make it better? And we're so quick to point at other people and what they're not doing. Well, what are you? Just worry about what you are doing. Yeah. It's not your job to worry about everybody else. Focus on yourself, and that will develop into a community aspect. So if you enter a room, leave that room making it a little bit better. Even if it's just pick, you picked up a piece of paper off the trash. It doesn't yeah. make you a janitor or something. Like People are afraid to like help out. It looks Do the weak. right thing. It looks yeah. soft. Yeah. It's terrible. <laughs> the porta potty was dumped over. Somebody dumped, you know, like, yeah. And I, I get it. I'm sure I knew kids who did, but it's just like, gosh, dang it. <laughs> you should be a motivational speaker. Ah, uh, I try to be sometimes. Some kids listen, some kids don't. It's just frustrating a little bit, you know, because oh, you just yeah. want the best for them. Yeah. And that's why I keep pushing. That's why, that's why me and, you know, Coach Amros, we get on these kids because we care. Yeah. If we didn't care, we just like, whatever. Yeah. You know, what is, I'm going to let you go thinking the wrong thing. And I'm not always right. I hope kids understand that I am not always right. I don't know everything. I'm only giving you from my personal experience. Yeah. I mean, You've got to figure this life out. You yeah. still have some figuring out to do. Nobody has all the answers for you. So that's all I want these kids to do is just like push themselves, get off your phone, go to sleep at night, stop drinking Red Bulls all day. <laughs> I've been there. I drank Red Bull Monsters. I had the BFCs Monsters, and I was taking diet pills, man. I was all zipped up. <laughs> Who knows what I was doing to my body? Yeah, maybe. I mean, hopefully those kids will listen to this and hear hear what you're trying to get across. I mean, when I was, like I said, when I was that young, like, I didn't care. Yeah. Like, well, you could have told me 
You could have gave me all the advice in the world. I was not I listening. Know. I know. What What do we got to do? Like, how do we? As Cartman would say, I just want the. He was like, I just want them to learn. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's. It almost seems like we'd have to make some sort of video and post it on Facebook or Instagram, and maybe the kids will catch it on there somehow. I don't know. We got to make being self-sacrifice like pushing yourself cool or something like that like it's got to be i don't know about the team yeah it's too individualistic right now and i i I appreciate individuality like i do but there's something to be said like you're going to be much better off and when you have a sense of belonging into a community into a team um doing it by yourself is just not fun and like we could see this in baseball is like you know should people bat flip should pitchers get excited yeah, they could get excited. They did something great. They worked their butt off in the preparation for it. And now they're showing off. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. And don't get upset when a guy does it to you. I'd be ecstatic if I hit a home run in the majors for the first time. Yeah. You know? like, I'm going to look at it for a little bit. Yeah, I've been playing, you know, if usually if you're in the majors, you've been playing baseball your whole life. And then to finally get there and finally hit a home run, that is a massive accomplishment that not many people can say they've done. And you know what? If you don't like it, do something about it. Exactly. You don't like him hitting a home run? Well, throw a better fastball. Yeah, like get better. Like I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. Like nobody cares about your feelings. Exactly. I tell you what, if I'm a pitcher and I give up a home run, I'm going out there and I'm trying my hardest to strike that guy out the next time. Yeah. And then you know what? If that guy showboats or does too much, acts and doesn't act like he's been there before, like he's gonna look like a clown. Yeah. Nobody's gonna everybody's gonna see that he's a clown. <laughs> yeah. You don't have to do anything. Exactly. Or next time you go out there, strike him out, and then you showboat a yeah, little. Yeah, you get excited, man. <laughs> it's okay to get excited. It's it's the soft era, man. Everyone's just offended by everything now. Go out there and play with some heart. Dude, I don't care if you're down 10. Go play. Yeah. Stop crying. I agree. Especially when you're in the professionals and you're getting paid millions of dollars. <laughs> yeah, like that Tim Anderson bat flip against Brad Keller. That was absolutely ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. And don't be throwing at guys. That's not like as a pitcher, like a, a hitter can't come at you. That's exactly, you know, throw them inside, get them, you know, off the plate or something. I respect that part of the game. But when you throw 98 miles per hour, like that ain't nothing to joke around with. Yeah, you can seriously injure somebody. That's what happened to Ronald Acuna last yeah. year. Dude got hit with a hit in the face, I think, right? Or something he, like that. He, he got. And it was it was the first first player of the game. It was definitely like on purpose. Yeah, because he had hit like five home runs yeah. in the series or yeah. something, and then they came out and beamed him right away. Yeah, and this is not needed in the game. No, it's that's, terrible. Like that's I, I legit like agree with that. Like that's not being soft. Nobody wants to be thrown at with yeah. something like that that quick that could really do some damage. To me, that's the pitcher being soft because yeah. you can't take you can't take a guy. Yeah. Just absolutely owning you. Yeah. Just, he's just straight up better than you. Now, if one guy, if your guy gets plunked, your superstar gets plunked, then yeah, it's your job as a pitcher to get the next guy, their guy. Yeah. You know, that, that absolutely. You, you, that happens, and then you're going to earn the respect of your teammates because yep. you don't want to look soft in a way that, like, okay, it's okay for you guys to come in and hit our guys or whatever, yeah. and not worry about your guys. Yep. So I get that part of the game. But when you're intentionally, for no reason, trying to take guys out because you didn't like the way they hit your ball and how they reacted, yeah. I'm sorry. It's not appropriate reaction. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> hit the gym. Yeah. Get better. Yep. Run longer. Yeah. I, like, Lift heavier. S- stop playing Fortnite. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is your life. This is your career. No one wants to see you out there pouting. Now our kids are pouting. I heard Eric Burns. You know who Eric Burns was, right? No, I don't. He he was a uh, he played he played in major leagues. He was 
had a really couple of good years, especially like fantasy because he did home runs and steal a bunch of bases. But he played for the Athletics, played for the Diamondbacks, and he's on like the MLB Network now. And he talks about how he was part of that last era of like the guys who just like played the game kind of like the right way while and he got to see the transformation going to like this kind of like me attitude a little bit, I guess you would say. Yeah. And he just said there was something to learn. As much as he might not have liked it himself, there was something to learn about respecting the game and playing it the right way and sacrificing yourself sure. about for the team. Um, and he just kind of wished that I could come back. And I agree. Like, yeah. uh, just parents, everybody thinks their child is like the special one and like shouldn't get any, you know, in yeah. danger or in trouble. Yep. It's okay. People are allowed to learn lessons. People, yeah. Kids are going to make wrong mistakes and people have, we have to correct them. It's our job. You can't just go unpunished for some of these things or un, un, no consequences. Yeah. I've, I've seen a lot of parents, they, they don't tell their kids no. Yeah. And, I end up telling their kids no. <laughs> <laughs> like in a store or something like that? Yeah, pretty much. I know, right? <laughs> it's terrible. It's, uh, I, I was uh, out to breakfast with Kim probably like a month ago or something like that. And a kid, I don't know if I've said this story or not, but uh, there's as actually a girl with the high school with, which we went to high school with. Like she was like a grade or two below us or something like that. I didn't know her very well, but I knew who she was. Yeah. And uh, her kid, and there's a family there. And her kid was, like, sitting in the chair kind of, like, on his, like, he was, like, probably like three or four, like, sitting on his knees in the chair. And it fell back. And, like, his legs were, like, stuck under it. And he started, like, crying. Like, started, like, eh. And it was, it was like, at the moment, though, before a kid could know, like, what was going on, it was kind of just, like, stunned. Oh, and I hurry up, like, scooped him up, picked him up, and, like, put him right on his feet. And he was just, like, he was okay or whatever. <laughs> it, was just, it was just so funny. Jeez. To, like, swoop in. and But, like, the kid probably shouldn't have been. Like, kids, I guess kids are going to be kids, especially when you're three or four. It's hard. Yeah. It's hard as a parent. I get that. Yep. Especially if you're overworked. But if you're also addicted to your phone and not getting your proper sleep, guess what? <laughs> you're not going to take care of your kid very well because you're going to be too tired. Exactly. Take care of your kids if you're going to have them. The school will not do it for you. As much as we want to help and do it, like, the school cannot raise your kid. That's the problem. They think. So most of these parents think school's a daycare. Yeah. And then they don't pay their teachers enough, so they wonder why everybody's leaving the profession. Yeah. Nobody wants to be treated with disrespect by young kids and not feel like you're backed up. Like, it doesn't work that way. And it, don't get me wrong. It's, it's on the teacher's job to make sure you earn your respect and you're given respect and you have, you know, you have classroom management and stuff like that. I get that. But we need parents to be parents. We need parents to be involved in the community, involved in their kids' lives, and not worried about their, you know, maybe it's part of like being single parents, all the divorces and everybody else still trying to fight, figure out their, you know, social life and stuff like that. It's not enough sacrifice by parents. You know, you, as a parent, you got to make sacrifices. Yeah. My parents did. My parents didn't have a social life. Oh yeah. Neither did mine. Right. <laughs> their family, it was dedicated to providing for their family at that point. Yeah. My my parents never went to the bar, and I see yep. all these, nope. you know, I see all these single moms out yeah. to the bar every Friday, Saturday, posting on Snapchat. Yeah. Oh, I'm at the bar. Kids at home. Yeah. Well, sounds like you're gonna, you're a loser. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't want to be so harsh. I feel like maybe you have your priorities mixed up. Yes. And it's taking you a little bit longer than it needs to realize what you should be doing. Yep. Um, again, sac you know, there, there's a lot of sacrifice that needs to, in going into a community, it's not just about you, but you also have to develop yourself. Like that's how we, you get to the point to help others yep. is by getting yourself in the right place, getting a good job, um, getting a house, taking care of your house, you know, taking care of your community, being responsible and, um, have some pride. 
in your place. Yeah, absolutely. You know? I, I would have pride at LPHS. Like, I'm happy who I am. As much as I might talk crap or make jokes around, around down river, it made me who I am. It's like my little brother. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm allowed to make jokes about it, but if you ain't from here, I don't want you making jokes yeah, about it. Yeah, absolutely. I still have some pride in who I am and where I came from. Sure. You know, own up to it. It is what it is. You got to make fun of yourself. Like, no one's perfect. Everyone has a little nerd in them somewhere. You either like the, the comic book movies or you like Game of Thrones or you like Pokemon yeah. or you like video games. Like, everybody's got a little nerd in them. Of course. It's okay. Yep. And if someone's got to criticize you for it, then, like, they're probably not happy with their life. <laughs> exactly. You know? Like, what are you, what do you, why do you care what, I, what do I like? Don't yep. you have your own life to worry about? And that's the issue. They don't. They're not worried about their own life. They're worried about what this ego thing that how do I look to everybody else? How do I put this fake Snapchat Instagram world out there Yeah, that are snapshots of your actual life? People are going to events just to get a photo to show that they were somewhere instead of actually enjoying the moment of being there. It's true. Absolutely. People go on vacation now just so they can take yeah, right. pictures to update their profile picture yeah. on Facebook. I don't want to see... 400 photos of you and wherever. Like, enjoy it. I'm glad for you. I don't need to see it. Like, I know I, if I want to see pictures of Bahamas or something, like, I could just Google them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm happy for you, but I don't need to see that. Yeah. And maybe there's sometimes sharing with family members that kind of want to see that stuff or whatever, but like, <sighs> man, nobody wants to see it. Yep. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I'm sorry to be the one to tell you. Yeah. Like, nobody really cares. Yeah, you're right. Nobody probably cares about this fucking show. Your your quote unquote friends on Facebook, who yeah, you, who you only see on Facebook and you don't hang out with in real life, yeah, they don't care about you. <laughs> like this is, I really love doing these podcasts because I I feel like I spend a lot of quality time with whoever's across from me or two people like when I on and just to actually delve into and get emotional about stuff that really matter to me and building a relationship with you. You know, I if I have had you on like three times now. Yes, yeah, three times. Third times, and I enjoy having you because we have a past. Like we knew each other in high school, but I want to say we were like we're more acquaintances, probably. I guess we were friends, but like we had friends of friends. Like we yeah, were close. Yeah. You know, we had niches that we were kind of like hung out in the same area group. And it's just funny to see how like out of all those groups, like who ends up becoming friends and yeah. stuff like that in the end. Um, but so we have similar experiences though that we kind of grew up definitely oh, for sure. Yeah. Group and even in the same part, kind of close, same area of like Lincoln Park. Even both had, you know, like we said, our our, our families who sacrificed, parents who sacrificed a lot for us to, you know, because of that, we are where we are today. Absolutely, you know, within our communities and able to provide, you know, shelter or and just be a part of our community. It's yeah. because of them, the sacrifices they made, and I am very grateful for that. You know, um, and maybe I'm emotional because. Uh, I just, my mom just had surgery actually a couple days ago. And if those of you don't know this, like my, I've almost lost my mom before she's had a lot of like health issues and stuff like that. And I went and saw her after her surgery and you know, that woman is like the toughest SOB I've ever seen. Yeah. And it's probably why I am like who I am because like, I just don't want to hear it. She was the type she didn't want to hear it. Just do it. You yeah. yeah. So like, you haven't even done it yet and you're crying. Like, go do it, then <laughs> yeah. cry at least, yeah. right? Like, you haven't done it yet. Uh, so, um, 
Everything good with her now? Uh, you know, I always worry about her. You know, it's, sure. it's she's like I said, she has a lot of health issues. You know, she's still young because she only had me at eighteen. So what? I'm thirty three. So she's about fifty, and for her age, she's had like a lot of health issues with high blood pressure. She has arthritis, a lot of stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but it just makes me, you know, appreciate when I saw how sick she was after her surgery and stuff like that, and just in pain. You know, it just makes me appreciate and makes me want to think about my future. And like that's why, you know, like. I guess seeing my grandma pass away at a young age, my grandma lived with me uh, and she died of cancer when I was like 12 or 13. I was her oldest. I, w- I would probably say I was her favorite uh, just because I was so close to her and she spent so much time with me and stuff like that. But yeah. watching her like pass away and the sicknesses that I saw her go through the pain, kind of watching my mom, it kind of makes me like, I got to do something about this now. There's no like waiting. Yeah, for sure. You no, know, until it's, because we wait till it's too late, till we, there's something that's already happened. Yeah, absolutely. And that's why I'm so, Emo- you know, I get on kids about their diets at a young age because I don't know. I don't. I wish somebody would just like slap me in the face when I was young. Like, stop it! You know what you're doing to yourself? Yeah. Like you're killing yourself. Yeah. And you might not care, like you said. Like we're 18, we feel invincible, but you're going to care. These older people are telling you to care for a reason. Maybe you think you're only going to live to your 30, so you don't care. But like, I want to live till I'm like 80, and yeah. I don't want 40 years of sickness either. Yeah. Of medical, you know, machines and medicine, me taking 50 pills to keep alive and take another pill because of the side effects of another pill. Yep. I want to prevent that. Yep. So I am so adamant about healthy sleep, adamant about healthy diet and a, and a positive community. And I, but I think if we have positive diets and good, eat, good sleep habits, a lot of that will actually clear itself up because sure. we're so unhealthy and tired that we're aggravated by each other. <laughs> we don't want to be around each other because we're not taking care of ourselves. That's true. All right. <laughs> I don't know how long that was, but I'm glad I got that off my chest. Got it out of you. I got it out of me. <laughs> Stop being soft, man. <laughs> and I'm not that hard. I promise. Like, I'm not some tough guy or something like that. I've gone through my licks. I've got my jaw broken. I've broken bones and stuff like that. <laughs> You'll get over it. You'll be okay. Yeah. What doesn't kill you makes you tougher. Man, our grand great-grandparents who fought in like world wars and stuff like that would be slapping us around right now if they saw how we acted. Oh, yeah, for sure. You know, those were some tough SOBs, some of the things they had to go see. Talk to somebody who had to go fight in Vietnam. Not saying Vietnam was right, but go talk to somebody who had to go fight over there, man. Yeah, that changes you big time. Yeah. I ain't one for war, but... I am for for battles on baseball. Like, go out there and sacrifice. You you might tear something. Hey, you're out for a year. I'm sorry. (laughs) Yeah, at least you tried. Yeah. All right, let's go into baseball. We predicted, uh, made predictions for every team over under uh, preseason. Uh, We're going to go with the AL first. We'll probably go to the AL East. Then we'll go to the AL Central. We're going to go to the AL West and see what we think so far. Uh, the New York Yankees were at 96 and a half. We both went over. You still confident with that? Yes. Yeah. Yankees are at 18 to 14, so four games over, over 500. And that's with, I feel like, injuries. Like, they're not even full healthy. And that's a team, again, that probably could get better throughout the year. They're going to be willing to make a move to get better midseason. What's crazy, though, is they were actually playing winning baseball with all those injuries. Yeah. Like, no, that's right. They're, they're four games over 500, so, like, if they get healthy, watch out. I mean, they're plus 33 run differential, which is pretty good. Yeah. So uh, the next team 
uh, they're supposed to finish next is Boston at 94 and a half. So two games below that they were predicted, but we both went over. How are you feeling about that? I still pre- uh, pretty confident with them. Right. I, I, it's only been a month. I mean, there's a lot of time left to get yeah. the, to write the ship. Yeah. Uh, we talked about the hangover for the Red Sox a little bit. So they started off slow. I think it was come a little bit of a strategy. I don't know if they'll repeat the strategy. Even if they wanted to get I don't know if they'll quite repeat the strategy. But they were trying to like not push their starters or their pitchers too much because they wanted to make sure because like guys like Sale a lot of times would be pretty like they weren't throwing as hard at the end of the season. Yeah. So they wanted to make sure they go for that strong playoff run. So I think they had all their guys like they didn't weren't warmed up like when the season started. Their their velocity has been creeping up throughout the month rather than seeing that through spring training. So uh, they've been hitting the ball really good lately. Uh, last 10, they're 7-3, so they're actually the best win records in the last 10. Yeah, I expect them to, you know, 94.5 still up there, but uh, I wouldn't be, you know, it's probably on right around there, even yeah. still. If I was to make that bet, it's still really, really close, yep. even if they are starting off slow. Expect them to get hot. That offense, J.D. Martinez, Betts is turning it around. Devers, they just brought up uh, Travis, who's a young prospect. He's tearing the ball off the cover. Um, you got Bogart. You got Moreland and Pierce, just two big hitters if you need to put them in that lineup. They're just deep. And they get to play Baltimore. Ben Attendee, yeah, they're, they're <laughs> going to play Baltimore and Toronto. So expect them. Uh, the next team at 84 and a half, the Tampa Bay Rays. Do you remember what you said on them? I said under, right? You said under. Not feeling good about that now. <laughs> yeah, I picked over. That was one of my teams that I, I really liked. Um, I know I spoke, I think, of a little bit about this, but I was off of them for a little bit once they lost their GM and their head coach. Um, but I, the organization seems to be working pretty well, uh, so it must be a deep organization. Like, they lost those guys, but there was a lot more in within those analytical fields or scouting um, that are keeping up with it. They made good trades. They're deep. They're one of the deepest teams, like, just – 25-man roster-wise. Like, their bullpen is really, really good. They're getting great quality starting out of their pitching. Yeah, I, I mean, I chose the under because I did not expect uh, Glass now to be as good as he's been. Yeah, he's been and, real good. And uh, Austin Meadows as well. He Before he got hurt, yep. he was killing it. Yeah. So, had I known those guys were going to be that good, I would have went over. Uh, sure. Yandy Diaz has been really good. Yeah, he's uh, been really good. Him. He's batting like the three, four hole. Sometimes he leads off for lefties. Uh, that was a guy they traded for uh, Bowers, uh, their hitter, yep. uh, to all over to Cleveland. Um, and then the, the, the uh, Brandon Lau, who's been leading off for them a lot of times. He's a lefty. He's been playing real good. They just brought up Nate Lowe. So, their last names are spelt the same, but it's Brandon Lau. Isn't that crazy? Nate Lowe, <laughs> L-O-W-E. Yeah. Nate Lowe is one of their top prospects. He's a first baseman. He was, I believe, actually the top first baseman prospect in the league. Um, so, Tampa Bay just called him up. They still have a deep farm system. So they could maybe try. You know, they're always looking to get better. That's what I love about them. They're always even making those small moves. Like when they got Tommy Pham last year, that was a great move. Yeah, and when you have the reigning Cy Young Award winner on your team, that always helps. Yeah, so. and they, <laughs> they they went side Charlie Morton, who's been a stellar. You know, a great pitcher. To, like they they just look really good right now. Yeah, no no superstars, but just a bunch of good guys that do what they're supposed to do. Yeah, yeah. You just don't want to go play them. They're just feisty. Just every any. Any day you play him, somebody else could, you know, be like, because like even the Kevin Kiermeyer, who's yeah. your center fielder, who's a sick gold glove center fielder, like he'll have his game here or there offensively and steal one for you. Yep. So it's just a really, really good team. They're playing really good baseball. I'm glad I look like a genius. Hopefully we'll see what happens. But <laughs> at 84 and a half, like they're looking really good right now. Um, 21 and 12 
they're currently. So nine games over 500. They could come back to earth, but I just I just like what they're doing. I just think they're so deep. They made some real that glass now and Meadows move for Archer was really good last year. That's uh, one of the best trades I've seen in a long time. I couldn't believe they got that. I thought they were going to wait. They waited too long on Chris Archer. Is what I thought. Yeah, they did it. They got they got what they wanted, man. That's what they're just a smart organization. Yep. Um, the next team, uh, Toronto at seventy four and a half is where they had them. We both said the under. They're currently 15 and 18, three games under 500. I still like that under. Under? Yeah, the pitching is terrible in Toronto. Yeah. And, it, uh, I mean, Vlad Guerrero is not going to be able to do everything by himself. Yeah. So. Yeah, I agree. I have the under, but I think it's probably going to be really, really close to that, around that 74 and a half. Like, they could go up to 76 or something. I definitely don't think they'll reach close to 500. They're not going to get, like, 80 and 82 or anything like no. that. Um, but they could reach you up to like 76 if they go on a run, if they bring up some, if they bring up like Bo Bichette and maybe some other guys that are doing, they end up doing well too. But yeah, Baltimore, uh, 59 and a half. We both have the under they're 12 and 22. So I think they're actually like, because they're a fifth way through the season right now, basically. Yeah. So if you were to multiply 12 times five, they'd be at 60 wins, which would be barely over. I think. Baltimore is actually overachieved at 12 and 22. <laughs> yeah, like, right? I mean, they're minus 68 in run differential. Yes. And their pitching is the worst in yeah. the entire league. We're talking starting pitching. We're talking everything. Bullpen. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And then their offense, obviously, is not very good either. No. Like, they're relying on a bunch of, like, no-name guys. Uh, I can't even think of some of their names. Uh, Smith, who's ever bet – last name Smith. That's <laughs> – <laughs> <laughs> uh, but he's been back like in the four hole. They got Johnny VR, Jonathan Villar, yeah, um, Trey Mancini's had a nice year yeah. actually. But those aren't guys you're like exp- like are gonna like win a championship around or anything no. like that. Like Villar probably will get traded at some point. Trey Mancini might get if they can get something out of him. Like, but that that ballpark's so hitter friendly though. Like it doesn't matter who you put in there, they're gonna put up some numbers. I mean, yeah. If, if Trey Mancini is playing in San Francisco, he's not having the year that he is. True, true, true. So, uh. We both feel pretty much confident, and I think our pick still so far, except maybe the you about the Tampa Bay one. Would you change that one? Would that be the one you change, or you still got to stick with it? I'm going to stick with it. You stick with it. All right. I love the Rays. And what I've seen, you know, again, it's only been like, you know, less than 40 games. Again, we're a fifth way through the season. So, yeah. Uh, a lot could change. A lot of things do change often after April. Uh, the next division we went is the AL Central. So we're going by the rankings of what they were projected to probably win based on uh, the over-unders. Actually, some of these are Pakoda. But anyways, Cleveland was expected to win. They're at 90 and a half. Uh, their record right now is 18 and 13. That we is going to be tough. It, we both have the over. It is going to be tough a little bit. A li- especially now. How long is Kluber out? Do you know how long Kluber's going to be out for? Probably three months. Really? Yeah, it broke his arm. That they, sucks. They said he'll be reevaluated in three to four weeks, so that they don't they don't even have a timetable for him yet. That that, that really hurts because that's like a top ten pitcher in the league. Yeah, uh, an ace going down, a team that was really relying heavily probably on their starting pitching. And Clevenger went down too. Yeah, so, that is very true. I mean, they're they're in a rough spot right now. They are eight. They're eight eighteen and thirteen. So if you multiply that by like five, what are we at fifty? We're at like eighty wins. So yeah, uh, they're definitely not. No, that doesn't make sense. They haven't played enough games yet. But so, yeah. yeah, the division they play in though is cupcake division. So. Exactly. Uh Minnesota's doing well. They're actually the team that was supposed to finish second. Uh 
their over-under was at 84.5. We both had the over. like that pick. You like that pick? Yeah. So looking good right now, definitely. Because eighty, you know, if you had 85 wins, that's a little over 500. They're on pace to do that for sure. And again, with the, with that weak division, they should beat up yeah. on the Tigers, the White Sox even, and the Royals. I think Barrios, Barrios is looking like he could be a Cy Young Award winner this year. He does that sometimes, but he is young, so it could, you could be right. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, he's definitely got the talent. Yeah. Uh, There's talent all over that Minnesota team. Eddie Rosario in the outfield just – Mashing home runs. Yeah. He's, I think he's almost tied for the lead in in home runs. Yeah, he's doing pretty well. Nelson uh, Cruz has been swinging the bat well. Yeah, he's just, you know, like he's not putting like MVP numbers up or anything like that, but he's just a good at bat. Solid bat. He's going to take walks. He's going to drive up pitch counts. Like he's just a good, like he just makes your whole lineup so much better by adding that guy in there. I, I do wish their pitching was a little bit stronger, um, but I still think they hit that win threshold. And we're talking about the Twins. So the Twins were at 84.5. Yeah, I expect them, yeah, to probably, you know, they, they could take Cleveland for that division, you know, if Cleveland gets any more injuries. Um, Jose Ramirez has not been very hot lately. He's been cold. Carlos Santana's actually been really good. Yeah, he's uh, an OBP machine. Yeah, and he's hit some home runs, actually, like this past week, too. He's hit some power. So yep. Got Lindor back. Yeah, Lindor just came back. So the team... You know, they have a lot of talent on that team still. And that's why they're projected, they, you know, they were, their over-under is 90 and a half, but the Pakoda projections had them at like 96, which was one of the biggest differences. That is a big difference. You know, yeah, usually there's not that big of a difference, you know, maybe within five, but you definitely usually don't see, you know, uh, over five. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. And then next, the uh, Kansas City Royals at 69 and a half. We both went under. They're currently at 12 and 22. Yeah, they're bad. I like that. I think, yeah, I, I think they should be under. Yeah, they're bad. They don't have, they're just in a rebuild mode. Yeah, um, oh, yeah. Clear they don't have any power really on that team. Like their power's coming like from Solaire and Alex Gordon. They already lost uh, Salvador Perez, who was one of the, you know, all star catcher. Yeah. And that was one of their few guys. Like, you, he was very important to that team, to that pitching staff. The Kansas City offense is actually not terrible, but I think the pitching is really bad. Like Brad Keller is their ace supposedly, and he's just uh, yeah. When Brad Keller's your ace, you you got you got problems. Yeah, they're bad. <laughs> I, I I would probably prefer the Tigers compared to Kansas City for this year, for the future years of like what we're building and stuff. Oh, like absolutely, they got Alberto Mondesi, but like. <clears throat> They had, they're a long ways away, and I don't. I think our uh, farm system is better and closer to uh, performing. Absolutely, so, both like that one. Uh, the Chicago White Sox were at seventy four wins. We both went under. Um, they're fourteen and seventeen. They're I still on. like the under. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's their young team that. They're still trying to figure everything out. So again, I could see them winning like seventy-five or seventy-six or something like that. Yeah, they'll be right they there. Hot. Ronaldo Lopez has been pitching pretty well lately. He just had like fourteen Ks versus the Tigers the other day or something like that. He started off really slow. They got a good farm system, so we'll see if they start calling some of those young guys up. Um, I think yeah, Moncada's finally having a breakout year, so I I think he'll. Uh, be the anchor in that lineup for years to come. Yeah, they should be good in the future. I mean, as long as these prospects hit. Now, yeah, Eloy, always, but yep. yeah, Eloy should be good. He's on the DL right now, though, or IL. Um, but yeah, I would stick with, I don't know, it'd, it'd be close. Oh, no, we both picked the over. Is that what I said? 
for Chicago? Yeah. Wow. My bad. I'm we both- shocked. Because, <laughs> like, I do see 75 wins, like, which is still, yeah. you know, you're still, what, 75 and 90 or whatever. You know, like, it's still way under 500. Yeah, that's true. And they're playing, they're going to be playing the Tigers and the Royals. And I definitely see the Tigers getting worse oh, as the year goes for on. Sure. Like, they yeah. should be trading. Um, well, let's talk about them. They're at 68 and a half. We both went with the under. Right now, they're 14 and 16, so they're doing better than projected. They would be on pace to beat that. It's Yeah, it's because the pitching got off to such a strong start. Yeah, we already but lost then, Zimmerman, right? Yeah, Zimmerman and uh, Matt Moore yeah, is done for the, the year. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's been brutal. Matt Boyd's looked really good. Shane yeah. Green was the reliever of the month, but I would have to assume they're getting rid of him at some point this year. I can see both of those guys being gone. Yeah, Boyd and I don't know. Green. It's hard to say with Boyd because he has so many years left and he's he's doing so good. So, you, but the haul that you could get back for Matt Boyd would be incredible. I mean, someone would have to do give off give the haul. I guess we would have to see what that haul is and you know, see yeah. what, you know, kind of like the fantasy baseball. You know, you just you know, three for one. Like, yeah, we need to get a lot back, especially with this guy being so controllable for so long and where his K rates at right now. Yeah, like I would want a lot. You know, so we had this kind of experience with Michael Fulmer at one time, right? We were kind of like out of it. This guy's a stud. Should yes. we trade this guy to get everything we can? I was screaming, trade him. Were you? I think the Yankees actually wanted him, and I think Glabar Torres would have been an option. You know what? I think I did hear that, actually. Yeah. I, oh, my God. Yeah. That would be phenomenal. That would have been a great trade. That would have worked out well. Now he has, what, Tommy uh, John surgery right now? And... Yeah, now he has zero value. So, uh, so you can see how much a guy's value could be held at one point. And when you're out of it, yeah, maybe it is smart to try to get everything you can out of that guy, especially at his top. Um, but also, you want to win games now, too, and you want to develop talent. And he's controllable for a few years. So um, we have a really good farm system right now, pitching-wise. Um, I mean, Casey Mize's first game in double-A throws a no-hitter. Uh, we have Manning down there, uh, Burroughs. Uh, yeah, our young Fuedo. pitching. Like, the pitching's really – they're executing right now, yep. looking really good down there. Um, maybe you rely, you, you think you have enough pitching and yeah, you could go get, send Boyd out there and get a couple hitting prospects out there or something like that. That's yeah. That's what we, that's what we need to improve now is we need, we got the pitching now. Let's go get the bats. Let's go with the bats and then get that payroll down. And then once it's all coming together, then you go sign a veteran or two to, you know, yep. that clubhouse mentality going together, get that leadership out there. Yep. So, uh, but yeah, we both have the, so it looks like I would probably, would I mean, besides the white Sox, I'm sorry, I, I misspoke on that. Uh, with the we both went over. I, I like all my picks still. Uh, oh, we're both over on Cleveland. We're both over on Minnesota still. Both under on Kansas City. We both had over on White Sox. Both under on Detroit. Would you change any of those? Maybe the White Sox. No, I'd probably keep. Like I, now that I think about it, I like the over on the White Sox. It won't be by much. But yeah, it's gonna be right. There. I think it's a yeah. great number. That's just I wouldn't. I probably wouldn't bet that if I'm betting. Oh no, you know, that's no. just one I'm staying away because yeah. there's so many question marks. Unsure, you know, if they do fall out, are they gonna trade a Brayu? That if, type of thing. Yeah. Or do they keep a Brayu and just play? You know, just keep playing this year. Just you know, build. You know, have that again. Have that leadership for those young guys around, uh, which is important. You got to learn from good veterans. It's good. I think it's important to learn from good veterans who've been around the league for a while. Absolutely, something to learn from that. If they were in any other division, I'd go under. But since, right, since yeah. they're in the Central. With, uh, yeah, at least a couple other weak teams. Yeah. Uh, the next division, we have uh, the AL West. Uh, Houston was at 96.5. Their current record is 19-14. Um, we both had the over. 
Love Houston. I, I picked them to win the World Series this year. They're good. They're just deep. They're lined up. Everybody's batting over 900 OPS. Uh, they won like 10 games in a row already. Sick pitching. Yeah. They're 5-5 five five in the last 10, but they're, uh, the run differential's plus 40, so yeah. that's like really good <laughs> right insane. now. That's insane. I think that's best in the league. Yeah. So, um, oh, yeah. besides Tampa Bay. Sorry. They're maybe not quite on pace to uh, get the 96 and a half right now, but... I definitely see them going on a run. Yeah, for sure. Just, you know, uh, a team like, and then, uh, so we both have the over. I'm assuming we're both staying over. Uh, the Angels were next at 82 and a half. You went under. I went over. I thought this might be a team that could compete for that wild card. And maybe I'm just always hopeful wishing because I'm like, they have Mike Trout. Like, that gives you a 10 war right there. All you got to do is now figure out, like, some other pieces that do something. Well, you have the, a shot at a playoff run. The Justin Upton loss is big for them. Yeah. And uh, I also hate Brad Ausmus. So. <laughs> yeah, that is true. I did not care for him as a manager. I didn't think he did that well here personally. Um, and it's easy to criticize, but I didn't think he did that well. Uh, but the Angels are only three games under 500. They're 15 and 18 right now, so they're just one run away to making me look good. <laughs> um, but, 80, you know, 82 and a half, that's right around 500. I would, if I were to bet, I would probably say I don't like the way they look right now, and I wouldn't. I would probably, I have them at like 80, 81 wins, so right under. Again, a team I wouldn't probably bet on, um, but I would maybe change it. Right now, it's still over, and I think I could still win that, but I'd probably go under. Oakland, eighty three and a half. They are in last place in the division at fifteen and twenty. You went over. I went under. Yeah, that's. A surprise to me, actually. I, I thought they would be a lot better than they actually are right well, now. Well, Chris Davis has been cold lately. They yep. haven't had Matt Olson. Uh, he's been injured. Yeah, Matt Matt Chapman's done really well, actually. Yeah. He looks like a superstar in the making. I don't um, think they've had great starting pitching. So they're no. still try- sometimes they're trying to figure that out. Uh, last year, they I think they kind of overachieved in that area because they didn't have their f- five starters they went into the, like, the uh, season with were not their five starters like at the end. So expect them to try to figure things out, have pitchers, you know, and the minors maybe do better than expected and bring them up, and they'll figure it out, though. Yeah, Jesus Lazardo uh, being out is not helping at all either. You know, like, he was supposed to be one of their best pitchers. So I uh, I can't believe – I don't know. I, I think that record will get turned around. It's still – it's only a month. We're only a month into the season, so. Yeah. Uh, again, usually I have the playoff or the like that second wild card spot. It's probably going to be about 84, 85 wins. Um, so they're projected right there at 80, 30 and a half. I'm going to go under. I'm going to say they maybe finish 500. Like I could see them competing. They got a good team. They got a good coach, Bob Melvin. Um, but I just think that with the New York Yankees, Boston, Tampa, and then Cleveland, Minnesota, and then – I just, I, I just like them a little bit less than everybody. And even though they don't maybe have as hard a division as Boston and Tampa, I just like those teams that much more. Sure. So uh, I'm going to stick with the under. Uh, Seattle at 71 and a half. And right now, Seattle is at 18 and 70. I thought they were actually doing better. They were hot. They were, yeah. So here we go. Last 10, they're 2 and 8. Yeah. So that makes more sense. And they've lost six straight. Yeah. Um, I was expecting that personally. I had not looked at that until like really now though, because uh, if I would have looked last week, they were doing, yeah, you just said they lost what, six straight. So yeah. they were like 18 and 11 or whatever. Um, there you go. They, they overachieved. They were overachieving. I believe so. So, um, but they still could, uh, well, they're at 500. 
We both have the under. I'm going to say probably stick with the under because I feel like they were just a team that was hot, and I feel seeing them trading away players. They're going to be close to that 71 win. They yeah. might get a couple of games over. Yep. It's just how quick and how who they sell, basically. Uh, Felix Fernandez went pitching a little out of his mind. I still don't expect that to True. stay. Marco Gonzalez has been really, really good pitcher. He's a good pitcher, yeah. Yeah, I like him. Yeah, he's he'll get you like a good quality start. Um, he's done the strike out a ton of guys. But, yeah, he's a good pitcher. Yep. Uh, next, we have uh, Texas, and they were at 71, and they're currently at 15 and 16, one game under 500, probably overachieving a little bit. But uh, they scored some runs, and they're uh, the like plus that. nine. Yeah, I like that offense. They're, they they have 179 runs, uh, which would, you know, that's ahead of Houston. Uh, it's only second in that division to, I mean, Seattle's got 194, but they've given up 194. So, they're like we said, their pitching's been pretty bad. Yeah. Um, but a plus nine, you know, run differential for Texas. So, you know, the numbers are showing that maybe they should be a little bit better than the 15 and 16. Uh, they need to figure out pitching though, for sure. Their offense has been really good. They hit at home very well. Um, so maybe we're wrong. Would you switch to that one? 71? Would you go? Uh, what I have under? We have the under. Uh, no, I keep the under. Yeah. I still expect Houston to be really good, and I expect all those other teams to probably be, except Seattle, maybe better than them. But I would maybe go the over, like seventy, because they're not. I don't think they have a ton of pieces to sell or anything like that. So That's I could true. see them winning like seventy-two. I don't see them getting like much worse or anything like that. Yeah, they're already kind of like young. So, but so far, I would I would say consistently we we would stay. There's only like one or two teams that we would look at like maybe switching. Sure. So a fifth way into the season, I don't I don't think that's too bad. Yeah. You know, it could be much worse. Seattle would have looked much worse <laughs> until uh, they just lost those last six. So yeah. they helped us out. That's just timing right there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, to the National League. Uh, Philly, we're expected at eighty nine and a half. You have the over. I have the under. They're eighteen and fourteen. Uh, it's going to be close. It's going to be close. I think they pull it off. I think they go over. Um, that offense has just been incredible. Yeah, they're uh, pl- uh, plus 16. They're plus 16 in the run differential. Um, no, they got a good team. And I, I still think Bryce Harper's not playing as well as he could. And you know, a lot of guys are still still getting into a groove. Like, Real Muto has not played as well as he could. Um, Hoskins has been raking. He's been awesome. And uh, you know you got other guys too, like McCutcheon and Segura. Yeah, they're they're playing well. It's a lot of wins. It's a tough division. Uh, I like all those teams really, except like Miami, obviously. Um, I I wouldn't bet on this one, but I would ma- I would probably maybe go the over. I like what I see out of them, and again, they have money, and maybe they they they're one of the. I see Philly and Atlanta out of this division able to get better throughout the year because of money available and prospects. So if they're in oh, it yeah. and they want to get better, compared to the Mets and the Nationals, I think the Mets and the Nationals did a lot of their movement preseason. Sure. That they could do. And not that the Philly and Braves didn't, but I think they still have, like I said, have the money and players to do it while the Mets traded away you know, prospects and decide Cano and get Diaz. And, you know, so you're spending money there too and trading prospects. And the Nationals are bringing up all their prospects. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so they already have, they had three, uh, they had in one game, they had three guys who under 21 all hit a home run in that game between Juan Soto, um, Spencer, or Carter, is it Carter Kaiboom? Carter Kaiboom. Carter Kaiboom and Victor Robles. So three players under 21 all hit a home run in the that's, same game. That's awesome. So, 
you know, they were scared about, you know, losing Bryce Harper, but that outfield is our, you know, has some other good players. Soto's a little hurt right now and he's on the IL, but, um, you know, they're, they're three and seven. Okay. Well, let's, before we go all the way there. Uh, so we had Philly eight, nine and a half. Let's go to Washington, 88 and a half. Um, they are fourth in the division at 14 and 18. That's shocking. I thought they were doing better than that until I looked at this. I thought they were at least a 500 team. Right? Uh, it just shows you how div- how tough that division is. Um, just like your division in fantasy. <laughs> like, every time, you know, every time it's a weekly division matchup, you know, you got a tough team, except Miami. Yeah. Um, Miami's usually divisions in baseball. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Usually divisions aren't that deep like that, you know, that, that top-heavy. But this division really is. Uh, so... With Washington at 88 and a half, we both had the under. We thought they were doing better. I would probably stick with the under. Yeah, me too. I'd stick with the under. They're a good team, but they're a young team offensively. Turner's out. How quick does Turner come back? That's a big deal. Do they keep Carter Kaiboom up? Do do they keep all these young guys up? Uh, Strasburg's got to stay healthy. Yeah, Strasburg's going to stay healthy. Scherzer's got to pick it back up. Corbin's got to stay healthy and have a good year. Um. Yeah, I don't know. It's that division so interesting. Yeah, that's why it's so high. I'd probably like avoid almost betting on any of these ones. Like that whole NL East, anything could happen. Any team could get hot at the right moment and just go on a run. Yep. So and then injuries. You never know who what super team's gonna because of injuries. And it could be our next team, the Mets. They're oftentimes like in it, and then something happens to a pitcher or something. So at eighty-five and a half, you have the over. I had the under. Um, they're currently 16 and 17 in that division. So, so many I'd, question marks with that team. Yeah. I mean, DeGrom already had an injury scare this yeah. year. He had a good start his last start. Syndergaard had a good start last start. Like, yeah. so we're always looking at like right now. So right now they're good, but yeah, it's, um, you never know. Right now, minus 22 run dif- differential, which is not good. Yes. Uh, they're not scoring too many runs, obviously. And then they're not... <laughs> Uh, getting them out enough. Yeah, Brandon Nimmo has not been good. Uh, Robinson Cano, he's been all right. Um, who else have they got? Pete Alonso has been a monster. Yeah, I he's mean, been and that's excellent. With, yeah, that's with already Pete Alonso performing like he has. Like, yeah. Luckily, because they, they, he wasn't even expected to be on the opening day roster. Yeah, if they didn't have him, they'd be a lot worse. Yeah, so Pete Alonso's a young stud uh, for the Mets who just got called up. He's like, what, 21, 20 years yeah. old, and it's just hitting bombs right now playing first base for him. Um. I would probably I'm gonna stick with the under at eighty five and a half. Um I think that was a good pick just because they could come out hot, but I just don't see them like with those other teams, I just trust them a little bit more, maybe. Yeah. This is probably a pick I'd switch. I'd probably go under. If I had over yeah. before, I'd probably go under. Not everybody can win eighty five games in that division. Exactly. Somebody's gotta like be under. So uh I'm glad I picked the under there. Uh Atlanta had eighty six and a half. Projected wins. We both picked the over for that one. They're 17 and 16. They're a plus 11 run differential. So maybe they should be a little bit better than their record. I like them. Um, yeah. Soroka has been really good for them. Yep. Pitching have, is their biggest uh, weakness, I guess. But they have a lot but, of good young pitchers and they can kind of like maneuver them by getting them called up here or there for spot starts. Like they're just so deep. Yeah, Max Freed's been sensational. Yeah. And Soroka's been really good too. Yep. And uh, they they just got Fultinowitz back. Yep. Gaussman isn't terrible. Like, you know, I don't it, they're I, good. I would like to see them go out and get like a both 
Dallas Keuchel and Craig Kimbrell. Go, yeah, and, just, and they could. All they, in. They, I could definitely see them. You know, they're second their division to try to make a move to get better. You know, to yeah, that bullpen for sure. The bullpen is weak right now with uh, AJ Minter. He has not looked like yeah. a dominant closer like we thought he would. Nope. Yeah. Uh, so they could definitely use the help of a closer for sure to finish out those mm-hmm. games. So um, I would stick with the over on that one. Miami. 63 and a half. They're 9 and 23. I'll be you, shocked if they hit 25 wins. You picked the under. I actually picked the over on that one. I went ballsy. I thought they would, you know. Their pitching is actually decent. That's why I kind of liked their pitching. I thought, you know, the, the hitters could at least put a few games together Caleb, or something. Caleb Smith looks like a Cy Young winner. Dude. They have a he lot of awesome. Yeah, they have a lot of good young pitching. Trevor um, Richards. Pablo Lopez, I believe. Yep. Um, yeah, yep. just a lot of good young pitching besides Arena. Um, I would probably change that one to the under. Yeah. That's probably one I'd probably – I mean, they're already – And they're in the toughest division in yeah. the league, so. Yeah. They're minus 71 run differential. Like, that's bad. Holy crap. They're getting killed, and that's, I don't see that getting better. That's worse than the league. So, that's probably the one I would change the most. I, I'd want to change. If I was given one opportunity, it's probably the team. Uh, the next division, NL Central. We got the Milwaukee Brewers that were projected at 86 and a half. Um, it's another brutal division, man. Yes, they're nineteen and sixteen, third in that division. I love Milwaukee. I actually, I had them coming out of the, out of the NL and playing in the World Series. Yeah, somehow they're a minus eleven in run, run differential, differential yeah. which is crazy. Um, I still like them a lot. You hope Yelich comes back soon. Uh, that's a big deal, obviously. I, I mean, just got a notification actually. There, he's he's in the lineup today. Okay, I was gonna say it should be. You know, they were talking about maybe yesterday he was coming back. Saturday, so um, he's back today, Sunday. Uh, so they're minus eleven. Their starting pitching needs to get a little bit better. Yeah, um, they should be in the Keuchel sweepstakes. You would think so, uh, but they did go spend some money this year too, when they weren't really expected to. When they went and spent like eighteen million on Grandall, so but they would be looking for like a one or two year deal. They're not going to sign a guy. Yeah, for multi years. Uh, so the next one. Uh, well, we both had. Over, I would probably stay with the over for right now. For Milwaukee? Yeah, at yeah. 86 and a half. I see them win probably 88 games. Sure. Competing for that division. St. Louis is at 88 and a half. They're 20 and 13. They're 6 and 4 in their last 10 with a plus 30 run differential. I like that offense. Yeah. We uh, you, we both had the under. Uh, 88 and a half is a lot of wins still. True. Especially in that division. Yeah. Um, They've lost three straight, actually. So they were twenty and eleven, yeah. or twenty and ten. 20 and 10 which was yeah. really good. Um, they they got a good team. They got a really good team. They're yeah. just all around. They got bullpen. You expect Andrew Miller to do a little bit better. He hasn't been good, but the rest of the bullpen has been really good. Jordan Hicks threw one hundred and four the other day. Yeah, he, he's, he's <laughs> that guy's a awesome. Killer closer. <laughs> Even their other guys have been pitching really well. They're uh, John Grant Gant and like somebody else. I can't. Uh, I can't somebody else is mistaking me, but they've had some really good yeah. contributions coming out of their bullpen. Um, they're plus 30, like I said, to run differential, 20 and 13. They went on a run. Maybe they come back down to earth a little bit. I mean, Matt Carpenter hasn't done much either, so they, you know, maybe. True. Gold. I don't know. Gold. I would stick with the under. I'm going to stick with the under. My gut feeling, I see them winning like 86, 87. Yeah, I'm in the same boat with that. It's going to be a tight division race. Uh, Cincinnati at 79 wins. We both picked the over. Really? We both picked the over. Uh, give me that one back. <laughs> <laughs> right? Right? Every year, kind of, this, uh, 
the Reds do this a little bit. Like they just like, okay, they could. They're getting the pieces together. They got Suarez. They got Jeanette. You know, they got Vado. This one got Puig. They just got some starting pitching. They got us. Uh, they're fourteen and nineteen. Uh, I mean, yeah, I, I. Yeah, give me the under there. I would probably go back <laughs> switch it to the under, even though like they're not. Yeah, they're not. I mean, they're only. Yes, I take the under. I don't like that bet anymore. <laughs> Uh, Pittsburgh at 77 and a half. We both took the under. They're 500 right now. I see them eventually falling back. Absolutely. They're doing pretty good. I think they're overachieving. They're not a terrible team. I just see them falling back eventually and just, it just happens. Yeah, give me the under there. I stick with the under. Uh, the, the Cubs were at 88 and a half. Um, That's and they high. are currently, yeah, 18 and 12. They're also doing really good. They have a plus 43 run differential. They're eight, two, so they're on a run right now the last uh, 10 games. Um, they're a good team. I, I would probably stick with the under, though. Yeah, eight, I mean. Eight, eight, eight and a half. I don't know. Eight, eight, that's a lot of wins in that division. Yeah. And that's between Milwaukee, St. Louis, and Chicago Cubs. They're all, like, around that area. I think I like Milwaukee the best. I don't know. I do, yeah. Do I still? I know I did. I guess I still do. I still believe in them. Uh, that offense for the longevity of the season. Now, when it comes down to like maybe playoff matchups, I don't know if I have them as like the favorite, but just the way they're, t- I think they have a good regular season team. They're just going to keep pounding. Like, yeah. there's so many good batters yep. in that lineup. So deep when you added Grandall and Moustakis. And then they they have uh, Keston Hira, who could be, you know, if somebody goes down or not playing well and Shaw or Moustakis, he's another hitter they could bring right up that should produce decently in the major leagues. Yeah, Aguilar's finally turning around, yeah. turning a corner. The team's very deep. And I see them getting better on the pitching categories, or I expect them to at least. So, uh, yeah. So that's the yeah. I'm gonna stick with the under just because eighty and a half is a lot. I see them winning like easily, and they could get eighty nine or ninety. But you know, again, eighty six. Yeah. Really have them about. Yeah. The last division. Last time we had to really speed through this one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I'm gonna make sure we get give all the time that's needed to this one. Uh, the Dodgers were at ninety three and a half. We both picked the over. Um, they're 22 and 13 on pace with a th- plus 38 run differential. They're looking good. They went seven to three of their last 10. They're deep pitching, starting pitching wise. They're deep lineup wise. They can maneuver the lineup depending if you're throwing a lefty or righty at them. And they got right now one of the hottest young hitters in the major leagues, Cody Bellinger. They're looking really good. The best, the best thing for them is that Clayton Kershaw finally looks healthy yes. and. I mean, he's he's a game changer. He's a complete difference maker in that division. Yeah, sticking with the over on that one. Yep, ninety three and a half is a lot, but I can see them winning a hundred. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Colorado was next at eighty four and a half. We both you at first on the radio took under, uh, but after you, we decided you wanted to take the over on that one because we kind of had to rush through it. So we're both at eighty. Uh, we're both at over for eighty four and a half. Um, they are currently fifteen and nineteen, so they're behind. In their record, they've had a lot of road games. Yeah, so they haven't played, even though they're only five and nine at home. But I expect them, you know, to pick that record up at home a little bit better. Yeah. I, I see them going on a run. Me too. Arenado's finally looking like his, himself, and uh, Daniel Murphy's healthy. You know, Blackman's finally picking it up. So I think, yeah, they go on a run here. I'm going to stick with the the over there. I'm going to stick with the over. I see Arizona falling back a little bit. Maybe San Diego falling back a little bit. Um, oh, Arizona for sure. You know, so and then them catching fire. Like, I don't have them winning more games, I, or many more, but like 85. I see them winning like 85, 86, slipping into the playoffs possibly. Sure. Uh, competing with, because just because the other divisions have such tough schedules that they could slip in. 
Not that I like them better than some of the teams in the NL East or even NL Central. I just like them for their division. Um, so I'm going to stick with the over, even though it might not look too great right now. Uh, Arizona at 75 and a half. I think they're overachieving. Well, definitely overachieving at 20 and 13. They do have a plus 31 run differential. Granke's look good. Luke Weaver's looking all right. Merrill Kelly's looking all right. So they're like, we'll see how long those guys will last, but they're looking pretty decent. I did take the over on this, this one. I thought people, I, I didn't like them to win like the division or anything like that. I just thought people were hating on them a little too much. I know they lost Paula Goldschmidt. Mm-hmm. Um, Christian Walker stepped in pretty nicely so far. It's yeah. been early on, but this was a guy who who could hit, just was never given the chance because he was always blocked by a guy like Paul Goldschmidt. Now he's getting the opportunity. He's hitting really well. Um, at at twenty and thirteen, the win seventy five and a half. That's still, or you know, if they win seventy six games, that's still finishing you know a decent amount under five hundred. Um, I'm liking how that looks right now. I wouldn't be surprised if I'm wrong, but I'm glad I picked the over. I look good right now. <laughs> yeah, but they could easily go on a cold run. Uh, but they're 8-2 in the last 10, so they've been playing really good baseball. The next one, San Diego, uh, I almost called them the Chargers. <laughs> no longer there, though. <laughs> so they'd love for San Diego to win, I'm sure, since they just lost a sports team. But at 78.5, we both selected the under. They're two games over right now, 18-16. and 16. Uh, Their run differential, though, is minus 6. They're 5-5 five and five in the last 10. So they're not they're not winning the run differential game. And usually when you're not doing that, the record will catch up to you. Yeah, for so sure. So are they overachieving a little bit maybe? I think so. Uh, they will be a good team, somebody to you know compete with, especially years coming next year and the year after because they have a good young farm system, good young players like Tatis already up. Um, but my bet is that they won't, you know, 75 wins or something like that. Yeah, that sounds about right. So we're both sick with the under. And the last team in that division, San Fran, 73 and a half. They're already 14 and 19, so they're on pace to be right exactly where we basically had them. Uh, minus 31 run differential, so they're just getting beat down. They're terrible. <laughs> yeah, they're just a bad team. I don't expect them to get better throughout the year. Maybe even trade a couple pieces if they had, you know, maybe even trade Bumgarner or something like that. So, yeah, they're not going to be good. So I think we did quite well, actually, so far. I yeah. mean, we could easily still be wrong. I'll be curious, you know. As long as we finish around like picking like fifty five percent to sixty percent, like that's pretty good in betting world. So, oh yeah, I think sure. we have a shot to you know even do better than that. So I'll be curious to see yeah, where we too. land at. Me too. All right. Um. Yeah. What else is going on in the world? Everybody watching Game of Thrones. Oh yeah, I cannot wait for tonight. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, we're not gonna have any spoilers or anything like that. Uh, but I don't get to watch it till like Mondays usually because it just comes on too late. Oh, I see. On Sundays, and then like I, like as soon as I watch it, it's so ramped up that I can't like go to sleep right after. <laughs> so we wait till Mondays now. I got gotcha. I gotta go through making sure. Hopefully nobody. I don't think kids really watch it. No, nah, not really. You know, like high school. Yeah, high school kids aren't. Wa- it's yeah, interesting. Yeah, it's just mostly adults. It's too nerdy for them, I guess. Or is it just like too much dialogue? Or I don't know. What it is. <laughs> uh, but the Derby uh, happened, and uh, Maximum Security, who was the favorite 9-2, was, he, he was winning, right, like the whole thing? You saw it. Oh, yeah, he was dominating. He was dominating. He's never, like, had not had the lead in any race, basically. Yeah, there was, there was a point where he was a length and a half ahead of the second-place horse. Is there a chance? Maybe this is a conspiracy theory. Honestly, that's been, I've been thinking about it this this is a rigged race. This was the hot, like the heavy favorite. He started off nine to one. Yeah, and so many people were betting him that it changed to like nine to two. 
So, like, basically went in half. Yeah. And now all of a sudden he was winning the whole race, and now he's lost? Like, is this a, is this a better the, theory? It, the call was such garbage. Like, you've got 20 horses on the track in mud and rain and whatever, and us one slight bump. You tell me that's never happened, like, ever, and you're going to disqualify him. And I've that? heard it wasn't like the jockey's fault or anything no, like that. Like they all. all agreed that like he wasn't doing anything like malicious or yeah. anything like that. It just it, there was something interference and it could have been too close to call and it could have created a bunch of accidents and made other a lot of other horses and jockeys adapt. Yeah, it, it's it's mind-blowing it doesn't happen more because that's how close these horses run together. And I just can't believe it happened on the world's biggest stage. Do you know and, how much the winner gets? So the winner, I'm pretty sure the odd was Oh, the actual winner yeah, like of the Derby, the, millions. You, well, it's one point eight million dollars yeah. to win. So, like, th- that's a huge difference to and, not get that. And like, uh, the winner ended up being a guy who ends up being the biggest like upset or like the biggest odds to win ever. Sixty-four to one, I think. Uh, Sixty-five right? to 65 one. To it was one. It was a uh, country house. Incredible. So bad field. It was muddy. Uh, this guy caused like. It's just funny because. This is like the only sport. Like it doesn't. There's not many sports where a guy thinks he's what wins, celebrates, and then like all this other stuff goes on. Yeah. So, so like there's betters who had slips on Country House or whatever that threw their bets away because like they <laughs> thought it was over. They had to like go scramble and like find them and stuff like that. Like <laughs> it's a madhouse. Yeah. I mean, the clearly maximum security was the best horse on the field. Clearly, like it wasn't even close. He dominated every horse on that field, and. For for that disqualification to happen, dude, that that has rig job written all over it. <laughs> Seriously, like I'm I'm not a horse ba- racing guy, but I could just tell a, a rig job when I see one. <laughs> I wouldn't come in here and hate on like racing, horse racing, but I have the personality. I, I try to appreciate like any sport, any art, or anything, yeah. and try to see where why people are doing it for a reason. And I try to think like there's got to be something like to like control an animal like that. Oh yeah, like. There's tons of preparation and oh training and discipline. It's insane. Right? So I just want to be appreciative of it. Next year, I, I wish I would have thought about this, but I want to throw a party at Planet Ant. Let's throw a freaking Kentucky Derby party and like get yeah. dressed up. and like I don't know why we hadn't done this. That'd be sweet. I, I, I've got to do it next year. I thought about it like yesterday. as was I'm like, man, we should have threw a party. <laughs> get all fancy and stuff and yeah. have it on the big screen and have games and stuff. So that's my plan next year. Me and uh, Tracy are actually talking about going to it, and then right. I, I saw that it was pouring rain and everything. Yeah. I was like, oh, man, I'm glad we didn't go. Yeah, 150,000 <laughs> people there. Yeah. So uh, – it's pretty big. Um, yeah, I don't know. But I, I would definitely love to have, like, a party around here for it. Why not? Like, yeah. something stupid to have fun, play some games, day drink. That'd be sweet. So, um, talk about betting. And we've been talking about a lot of betting. Let's get on the lines real quick. Over, under at six and a half this year. A lot of people are saying the under. Things are not looking good for the Lions. No, they aren't. And it's really concerning because you want to see, you know, win improvement each year. Under a new system. Yes. And we're going into year five now, I think. It's always wait till next year. Like, don't worry. We're just getting our team together. Wait till next. Like, yeah, it's, uh, it's been like that since the 50s for the oh Lions. Oh, my gosh. So, so if, I, if I was a betting man, I would take the under because the Lions have just killed me in the past so often. Six and a half is nothing, man. I know. Six like, crappy wins. teams win seven games all the time. They, the Lions won seven games last year, right? Was it, did they finish seven and nine? Uh, six and ten, I think. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So Terrible. It's really... Uh, concerning to see that coming out of Vegas because Vegas knows what they're doing. They always put 
No, yeah. Incredible point spreads out there and, you know, over-unders and everything. Yeah. The six and a half, the, everybody going under is <clears> like, I mean, I'll wait till line gets down to five and then maybe go over and hopefully get lucky they win six or yeah, something. Yeah, exactly. But things aren't looking good. It's just frustrating being a Lions fan. I don't even want to spend much time on this. I just want to talk about how bad everybody thinks you are nationally. Yeah. We're a joke as yep. an organization. Nobody even, like, everybody feels bad for us. Like, nobody even hates the Lions because why <laughs> can you, how can you hate the Lions? Exactly. You, you can't. We don't have a rivalry with anybody. What what kills me is I see like the laughing stocks of the league, like Cleveland Browns getting significantly better, right? And the Lions are not doing that. No, no. We should have got like we should have went after Cleo Mack last year. Oh yeah, for you sure. Know? We should have made like instead of letting him go to the Bears for whatever in our own division, like that would have been a game changer. I don't know what they're waiting for. So they're... I, yeah, I think uh, the six and a half comes from the Lions first quarter of the schedule it's absolutely brutal i know they play the cardinals to start off so that's at arizona come home against the chargers who are a phenomenal team at philadelphia which is very difficult to win there and then the chiefs come home to the to the lions home that is a brutal first four games yeah and then we play the packers in green bay next week so we'll lose the games we're not supposed to and we'll win a game that we're not supposed to for sure oh that always happens yeah like Get, I'm not falling for it. Though. I don't care who you guys be. I don't care if you start off eight no. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm not believing. Yep. I, I I will say still not making the playoffs. Yep. I've seen it too many times. <laughs> Wasn't it like Marinelli the one time or something when we were like six and two or something and like everybody's like we got to make the playoffs. Yeah. And then like they still and they like lost out or something. It's just terrible. Yeah. So I, I don't believe you guys. I don't care. I don't. If you get the first six wins, I'm still thinking under. Absolutely. You go six and I'll be like, nope, not falling for it. You're still going to lose. You're if still going to hit the over. If I'm a betting man, I'm taking the under all day. So, uh, With baseball, I just want to talk Tigers real quick and just wrap this up. We already talked about Matthew Boyd. He struck out nine in his last performance. He's looking really good. Should we trade him or should we build on him? Good question. Alavila, make a decision. I don't know. Uh, Shane Green, reliever of the month. I definitely think we should get rid of him. You yep. know, that's that's what you want out of your closer. <laughs> Who wants him, baby? Come on, give us something Exactly. For him. Uh, Maestro's a no hitter. Matt Manning had 13, he has a, a 13k per nine, so he's looking really good. Alex Fuedo batting average against is a 190, pitching really well. Bo Burrows 22, uh, he's in triple A, pitching really well. And then, uh, we have a Will Castro who's a shortstop in triple A, he could be up this season. He's batting 337 with a 422 on base, 465 slugging, so looking really good. Uh, and I just want to bring up AAA baseball moved to their baseballs to use the same type as the MLB now. And in AAA, we, they saw a 40% increase in home run rates, which is very interesting. Uh, I think it makes sense why we're seeing these young kids who were not playing previously with the, the juice ball uh, coming up and producing so well with the, with the juice ball. Um, it's just crazy what a, how tight a ball could be yeah. change the game so much. Yeah, I think uh, Justin Verlander is the one that called him out on oh, it. Oh, yeah. He was like, yeah, he's like, when the balls are juiced, they're going to go flying out of the yeah. park. They're like, and then MLB, they're not juiced. You know, yeah. it was like, call it what you want. Yeah. <laughs> Home runs are way up because of something with the ball. It just coincides. Yeah. It's okay. I'm like, fine with it. Verlander is like, it's okay. Just admit it. Yeah, like, just admit it. <laughs> we all got to go pitch out there in the same, but like admit that these balls are juiced and yeah. see your home runs. And then you got to adapt to that, knowing that, you know, maybe you got to become more of a strikeout pitcher. Yeah. It's, it's more important. Maybe try to get more ground balls. Uh, yeah. Who knows? Yeah, more, you know, throwing move pitches, off-speed stuff in the zone, try to get weak contact and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, 
you know, you throw a meatball over the plate, boom, it's gone. It's gone, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Especially in this, you know, boomer bust era where everyone's trying to hit home yeah. runs. Nobody's... But also, the ball's getting out of the park quicker and faster now because of the juice ball. Yeah, nobody's trying to hit singles anymore. So. No, 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 no. All right, man. Uh, thanks for coming on again. I appreciate right. it. Thanks uh, for having me. Always fun having you on. Uh, guys, check out 78% uh, Eric's podcast if you want to hear some nonsense and some sports stuff. Um, also, check out planetantpodcast.com. Uh, the Planet Ant Podcast Network has helped provide me with the studio and the recording space, uh, audio equipment. Uh, on Planet Ant Network, Podcast Network, we have a bunch of variety of uh, shows on there, including Michael Dupree, Variety Hour. Check that out. Uh, releases every Monday. Uh, best New Song. Check them out. Welcome. They keep switching their name up, but I believe it's Welcome to the Gaberhood with uh, Sam and, uh, man, I'm Anthony. I can't believe I blanked out on the name. It's one of my good friends. <laughs> part of my troops. It's done a bunch with them. Sorry about blanking out. But check all these guys out. Uh, we'll be having a Patreon up soon, too. So uh, help us, you know, if you can, donate to try to help uh, build this, uh, this whole network up provide more space time for uh, artists and people to uh, host their podcast. Uh, this episode was powered by Pinecast. Uh, thank you, Pinecast, for uh, giving all of our uh, hosting needs and providing, you know, check us out on all your podcast listening apps, uh, including iTunes, Spotify. Uh, and if you like uh, more baseball, check t- check out my other podcast, uh, uh, Back to the Future Fantasy Baseball. Uh, maybe uh Chet was supposed to come on today. Couldn't get him on. Maybe we'll come on next week. All right, Chet. See you later.